Are you tired of juggling multiple tools to manage your business? Like the journey of an entrepreneur isn't already hard enough. Introducing Go High Level, the all-in-one CRM software that streamlines your workflow and helps you grow your business. The Neverdone Branding ecosystem is ran utilizing this CRM software. It allows you to easily manage your calendar, book appointments, create invoices, build sales funnels, text and email your clients back and forth, post on social media, and even host your memberships. So say goodbye to the hassle of switching between multiple platforms and also having to remember all of those different passwords. I know I hate that. This CRM software has everything you need to help you run your business efficiently. It's time to start working smarter rather than harder. So try it out for 14 days free with my link that is in the show notes of this episode. You have nothing to lose and everything to experience with this software. So check out the show notes so that you can take advantage of this offer right now so that you can level up your brand in 2023 and beyond. In today's episode, we are taking a flashback to the past and taking a look at a few jobs that I've had over the years and what I learned from them that has now helped me today in entrepreneurship. Some may look at all the jobs that I've had as being a bad or a negative thing, and quite frankly, I could care less, but it's really helped me grow and learn as a person, and what works for me works for me. What works for you, child, keep that to yourself. Just kidding. Uh, But in all seriousness, the jobs that I've had and the industries that I've been in has really been a crucial points and seeds that have been planted for me throughout my life. And each and every job that I've had has helped me in so many different ways. In the same way that you take a job, you gain that experience to get you a better job and a new job, I've just been able to do that and just do it in entrepreneurship as well. Does that make sense? For instance, I've looked at the experience that I've gained from being in the hotel industry, from traveling from state to state to help manage different hotels, and I've used that now in my business today. I've looked at the brand of Starbucks and how they've been able to curate such a strong and amazing brand and have been able to help myself brand my business and along with my clients and customers that I have today. But the one thing that I've learned from every single business and every single job that I've had is that systems are so important and having proper systems in place will be the make or break of your business and I trust me I've learned that firsthand <laughs> and also I did not expect for this episode to get emotional in the way that it did um, but uh, I mean that's what happens when you start looking back into the past and doing flashbacks to the past um, to learn from your past to be able to grow and become a better individual and these are things that you should be even doing and learning and looking back at the, the things that you've done and that you've been through and how you've gotten to where you are today so that you continue to grow and learn and evolve as a person so I'm excited for you guys to hear today's episode as always turn up your headphones turn up the treadmill speed in that car actually don't speed too fast child but enjoy today's episode as we jump in to a new episode of never done branding the podcast (laughs) welcome to the podcast that is never done branding where we talk about all things entrepreneurship and not just the glitz and glam that you're used to seeing on instagram but we really get real from breaking down topics and teaching you all things branding to even teach you how to market yourself on social media. And of course, I have interviews with entrepreneurs from all walks of life to really talk about their experience and break down entrepreneurship for real. So if this is your first time here, make sure you favorite the podcast and also follow us on all social media platforms so that you can be a part of the community that is never done branding. I'm your host, Nasir Joachim, brand and marketing strategist. So let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode here on Never Done Branding, the podcast. Been quite some time since I've done a solo episode, uh, really because of the play that I was casted in, which was so much freaking fun. Like, 
you guys don't realize how much fun I had during this play. Like, even the people that came to see it or that saw the recordings, they were like, you just look like you was having fun. And I said, because, bitch, I was. <laughs> I, I literally was having the time of my life. And to play a character that was pretty close to me as a person, but also a little distant to me as a person and evoke certain emotions that um, I don't necessarily emote a lot of the time. It was definitely a lot of fun. And also to choreograph Moulin Rouge was so much fun. To dance in Moulin Rouge was so much fun. Um, my dad was there um, and I got to see my family and stuff. My sisters and stuff came. They didn't come to the show because I didn't think it was ch- uh, children appropriate especially when she talked about, um, you know, adultery, sleeping with a married man and all this other stuff. And just a lot of like, there's like cursing and things like that. They're going to show it's just the storyline for it. I just didn't think it was for kids, but my dad saw it. He said it wasn't that bad that my sister Kaylee could have definitely came cause she wanted to come, but it's whatever, <laughs> but it was just such a magical weekend. Um, because it was the first time that my dad actually has met a boyfriend of mine at all. And you guys know, if you're a loyal listener to the podcast, you know that my dad and I are in the, you know, building, rebuilding phases of our uh, relationship. My dad was never uh, a bad person or a bad guy, just made dumbass decisions. Um, And you have to forgive people for that, especially when they're able to acknowledge that and move forward. Uh, And he definitely has a thousand percent. Uh, And just coming to the play and me being able to really speak to him through this character was amazing because my character was a gay character. He was an assistant of a doctor who's a therapist and she had a problem with gay marriage. And so he basically orchestrated getting her set up with this married man. She ended up sleeping with him and going on trips and all this other stuff. And then she finds out that I was the person that actually orchestrated it from the beginning. And so then I, there's this whole scene where we're arguing and it was just a very emotional scene that I am so fucking proud of myself of how good I did that scene because that was the best on that stage was the best time I've ever done that fucking scene. And I was so proud of myself um, for that because I never really felt bad about being gay as much as y'all motherfuckers want to make me feel bad about it. I never really felt bad about it. It was just annoying. (laughs) You know what I mean? Having to code switch and all this bullshit. But living in my authentic truth, which I really have since I was a sophomore in college, I mean, sophomore in high school, I was really just playing double lives when I would go back home. But just living in my truth and being exactly who I am um, is just what I've always done. And no matter if you like it or not, and this is what I continuously try to spread onto my community and audience, you know, the gay agenda. (laughs) It's like, I'm just kidding. Kind of. But spreading the the understanding and the feeling of confidence and being confident within yourself and being um a, a someone that doesn't care what any other people think like actually before i started filming this episode my girl nisha uh which i've actually had her on the podcast you can go check out the episode i think it's called uh behind the viral moment but she went viral on tiktok and, and instagram and yada 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 but she did a video about really you know, coming into herself and really being confident about herself and not caring what anybody else has to say. Like, if you don't like how a clothes fit on her, bitch, buy her some new ones. If you don't like how her body is, bitch, buy her a new body. The fuck? If you don't like how her lace front look, then buy her a new lace front. But if you ain't going to do that, shut the hell up because she don't care. And that's the confidence I love to see, especially in my women, because you guys are absolutely phenomenal. And you need to be confident within yourself because I guarantee you, from experience, confidence has gotten me most of everything that I've done. E- even back when I, you know, was in the workforce and things like that, uh, and the hospitality and all that. Yeah, my confidence is what got me there. And that's actually what we're going to be talking about here in today's episode, which is past jobs that I've had. And what did I learn from those jobs? Um, that has now helped me as an entrepreneur today, because I know that's one of the biggest things that a lot of people don't realize is that those skill sets and those things that you're doing in your nine to five are very much transferable. And we've heard that time and time and time and time again from multiple guests that I brought here on the podcast and including myself. 
You know what I mean? That those skills are transferable. So that's what I want to talk about here in today's episode. But I just wanted to get us kicked off with just saying, I'm going to be doing more solo episodes. Sorry for not doing as many solo episodes. My guest episodes are just great, like fillers whenever I'm like too busy to like film or record or anything like that. Because a lot of those episodes I just have like in a drive, like they're just sitting there on standby. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, And then I publish my guest episodes whenever I can't really record anything. Uh, So I appreciate you guys for sticking around and the play was so amazing. Actually, if you want to see, I'm actually going to, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to this episode. I actually have a iCloud um, like folder and I'll put the link in there. If you guys want to see my scenes, my stunning, amazing boyfriend uh, filmed all my scenes for me. Uh, so if you want to see any of those scenes and all, you know, my stunning performance in Moulin Rouge, me dancing, acting, uh, and that emotional ass scene that I was talking to you about, uh, then definitely check out the show notes and go watch um, those for absolutely free. I, I won't charge you for that. <laughs> So let's jump in to today's episode. So like I said, it's about the jobs that I've had. And if you've been a loyal listener and you've been listening listening closely, I've had a lot of fucking jobs, like a lot. I'm only 25 going on 26 and I've had probably just that. I've had, I think about like 27 jobs. You do the math. I mean, there's been times where I'll be, there was times where I was working two jobs at once. Uh, There was a time where I worked like six jobs just in one year. Um, There was a time where I've gotten fired from jobs. I've just quit jobs. There was a times where I was only hit jobs for a week or a month, you know? And so, but each and every one of those, I've learned something. And the list that I have here of jobs are the ones that I was at for enough time to be able to learn something from it. Um, but also the ones that I felt like, um, impacted me the most out of the vast amount of jobs, because some of the jobs that I've also had were within the same industry. So like I've had a numerous of jobs in, uh, the hospitality industry, multiple hotels that I've worked at, I think probably not including task force because task force is different. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. Um, but just my stationary hotels that I've worked at, I think about like five or six. And so every hotel is practically the same. You just have different types of problems, uh, different types of people, different types of guests, but the formality of it is all the same. So let's start off with number one, which my very first job, and I really only got this job because my dad said in order to get me a car, I had to have a job so that I can pay for the gas. I was like one of the last people in my friend group to get a job because I did not want to get a job. Like, I'm like, if I don't need one, why should I get one? You know what I mean? Like growing up, like my dad would practically just give me what I wanted, to be honest. Like, I'm, it kind of sounds like a little spoiled, but is in a way. I mean, he does it to my sisters now today. I'm pretty sure. Um, but I didn't feel the need to get a job, but I was like, I really do want a car. I want a car so I can be zoom, zoom. Cause when I got that car, I was zoom, zooming. I was in Philly. I was in uh, Virginia. I was in Maryland. I was in New York stand up. Like I, I was zoom, zooming, you know what I mean? And so that's really the only reason why I got the job. But um, I'm so grateful for have worked at Wawa. Uh, it was, and I actually got the job because I, you know, I didn't really have no experience. It was my very first job. But the hiring manager, I think her name was Debbie. Debbie. Yeah, Debbie. I love Debbie. But her daughter was on my swim team. And so that's the connection that her and I made when I was in the interview. Because, you know, they asked you, like, what are your interests? And, you know, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I'm actually a competitive swimmer. She's like, oh, really? My daughter's on the swim team. Yeah, Blah, 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 blah. So that's how I got the job. But anyways, wow, wow. My very first job, and that's where I've learned a lot. I learned about how a business is operated, how things are operated. Because me, <laughs> not a sheep like some of you that may be listening, and if you're offended by that, change it. But um, me, I, I, I'm not a sheep. I'm, I'm not just going to take th- things at face value. I look deeper into things and deeper into something. And so... 
I didn't just look at my job as, oh, this is just a job. I looked at the structure, the formality, and I wanted to be good at it. You know what I mean? I wanted to be good. And I was. I was literally good in every area, from the cash register to the deli to the beverage area um, to the sizzly area in the back, um, even the gas station, uh, the gas stuff. But I didn't really touch that. Bitch, I ain't trash. <laughs> With these hands, trash. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Cleaning up uh, pumps and worrying about the pumps. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm okay. <laughs> and so, but in most, all the areas of the, um, in the bathroom, mm-mm. Mm-mm. I think they got me to clean out those bathrooms like one time. And I was like, uh, I'm good. Um, but anyways, uh, I learned a lot about how things are ran, like how the systems that are in place in the deli and like why everything is done the way that it's done. Like a lot of you guys think that these processes and procedures are just bullshit or just ways to control you or yada, yada, yada. But it's really based on efficiency and it's really based on you know making sure that everybody's on the same page so that if I go into this, I, I can do the same exact thing that Re- uh, Rebecca was doing or that Bethany was doing or that Kim or Shania or whatever that they were doing. You know what I mean? And so systems are in place for a reason. And that was one of the biggest things that I learned at Wawa is about systems. And I also learned about uh, like food and how you can really like sell things and sell food and, you know, and what people like, what people don't like, you know, those were the beginning stages that I did not realize was being planted because that experience helped me in so many other areas. Me being able to be versatile just within that one gas station. Cause for those of you guys, that don't know what Wawa is. It's a, I like to call it a luxury gas station. <laughs> it's not your normal quick trip. Okay. Cause quick tripping. Child, if you if you don't know anything about quick trip and you live in like Georgia or the South or I don't know where quick trips are, but I'm in Georgia and quick trips are here. It ain't nothing, nothing compared to Wawa. I'm sorry, and my boyfriend gets so annoyed because I talk about Wawa so much. Like I'm their brand ambassador for life because bitch, I am. But anytime I see a Wawa, anytime I go to Florida, anytime I go up north, anytime. I'm at the Wawa because you can get coffee, you can get subs, you can get pizzas, you can get hot food. Like, mm -mm. just look it up. Go to Wawa, Wawa Wawa.com. Anyways, (laughs) not just being a freaking, um, I'm about to call a Wawa for ad sponsorship. I'm like, Wawa, y'all want to sponsor me? Please. But anyways, so Wawa was really the start for me. And then from Wawa, I actually then went into Amazon because I needed to make a little bit more coin. I wasn't making enough money at Wawa. Yes, I was. I, I worked at Wawa from, I think, like 16 to 18 because I was I turned 18 when I was still working at Wawa. I think I was actually from like 17 to 19 because I, I think I was turning about to turn 18 when I left Wawa. Something along those lines. It don't really fucking matter anyways. But um, but I needed to make a little bit more money because at this at that time I've already graduated. My dad actually kicked me out. Um, and I was living with a, a childhood friend and her family. And I wasn't even friends with the friend anymore. Like her and I actually hated each other. But her mom also hated her. So she was like, You can stay with us. <laughs> whole nother story that if y'all want to hear about it drop it into the um drop it into the wherever go to my instagram or something let me know but anyways uh i started working at amazon because i needed to make a little bit more money and amazon was one of the highest uh, paying uh jobs within our area uh the fulfillment center literally they like built a fulfillment center in middletown delaware and so i started working at wawa and i was going to do both But I mean, I started working at Amazon and I was going to do both, but then I ended up getting fired for cursing out Rashida, which I've cursed out almost every single person in that place, including the general manager. And y'all telling me that Rashida, and I've also cursed her out numerous times for messing with me, Rashida, me cursing her out, y'all then fired me for that? Uh-uh. It was really out of spite because they wanted me more hours at Wawa because I'm stunning at my job. Um, That they were kind of actually annoyed and mad that I was only on the schedule for like two days a week. 
And I was like, I mean, if y'all gonna pay me more, then I'll come for more. But if y'all not gonna pay me more, chuck the deuces up. Um, so yeah, I got fired from uh fired from Wawa, which was my first job, and shit. Off to a great start, right? <laughs> and so I started working at Amazon. And I really was only working there to make more money to be able to move to Atlanta because I needed to save up money. Uh, so I started working there and that at Amazon really taught me what fulfillment is like, what systems are like. So I worked in a department called MOD and MOD is called make on demand. So any books or anything like that, that you're buying on amazon.com, it automatically comes in. We print it, we, uh, cut it, we bind it, label it, uh, laminate it and make your complete book to ship it out to you. And that's what I did. And I was in that department. I was in the finalization department. So it was after it went through everything and I had to basically check after it came out the binding machine, check the glue, check the pages, scan it, put it in the designated bin. Fucking hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Um, it literally was from like 6.30 at night to like 6.30 in the morning, a whole 12 hour shift overnight. I did that thing for like three months, but I, I just, I hated it. And I remember the day that I was like, I can't. Literally, I got off of work, started applying to some places. I had a new job by the end of the week. <laughs> I was like, literally, before, by the time I had to go back to work, because we like worked for like, I think four days and had three days off. By the time I went back to work after having my three days off, child, I already had a new job. I, I wasn't playing no games, but Amazon really taught me about fulfillment, how systems work, how having a mass company works. And it, it, it helped me visualize and vision, uh, see my vision. You know what I mean? Like today, like me working there has been able to give me today, Nasir, the being able to be a visionary and see where my brand is going to go because of something like that. Seeing a huge fulfillment center that, Bezos started out in a, a, a garage, right? So now having huge fulfillment centers around the world. And that taught me about hierarchy when it comes to managers and then when it comes to the employees and uh, different departments and shit like that. Because you got your pickers, you got, you know, your finalizers like myself, you know, so on and so forth. And so it just, it really did teach me a lot that I didn't necessarily, wasn't aware of and wasn't thinking of when I was there. Because at that time... I didn't have the mindset of learning from my job. I just had the mindset of going to a job to make money. Okay. And all of you that are listening need to, if you have not already make that shift in your mind to learn more about your job rather than just going to a job just to earn some more money. Okay. Make that shift. Learn how you can utilize those skill sets and the things that you're doing at that job to actually Make something of your own. If you're enjoying today's episode, don't forget to follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. And oh, leave us a review because I want to hear from you and know what you think of the show. And I just may shout you out in my next episode for our community spotlight. And lastly, don't forget to share this with your friends, family, whatever entrepreneur that you know will get value from the show. So let's get back into today's episode. And so that was Wawa, that was Amazon. And then after I quit, the job that I got after Amazon was actually Hampton Inn by Hilton. Uh, and I was working there in Starbucks at the same time because I was like, uh, I'm not going not make the amount of money that I was making at Amazon. And so I, I need to at least get two jobs to fulfill what I was making at Amazon at least. Okay? At least. So I ended up getting these two jobs, which, you know, was perfectly fine. I worked at Starbucks, I think like three or four days out of the week in the morning. And then I worked at the hotel five days out of the week um, at night from like three to 11. So everything really worked out in my favor, to be honest. And so Hampton uh, actually made me fall in love with hotels and really was the start of my career uh, in the hospitality industry uh, to then later on becoming the youngest assistant general manager to work for Marriott, as you guys have probably heard a million times on this fucking podcast, because, uh, you know, I'm so proud of it. Uh, but 
<laughs> but um, and then also being able to travel around the United States to different hotels um, and different countries. I mean, not countries, different states. I wish it was different countries. Hawaii felt like a different country, low key. Uh, and I think that's why I said it. But um, but yeah, different just states around the United States, uh, states and, you know, things like that. But we'll get there. So Hampton Inn uh, just taught me about how to run a hotel, how to work a front desk. People don't realize the front desk agent, especially if they're the only one there from 3 to 11, you're basically running that whole damn hotel by yourself. So you're having to make sure that maintenance is being communicated to, housekeeping is being communicated to, so on and so forth. And any problems that you have is troubleshoot it, make it happen. And the hospitality industry has really helped me be quick on my feet quick on my feet, make decisions real fast, be front face because I might be going crazy in my head, but on my face, the guests will never know. I'm sitting there behind that screen trying to figure out where this reservation at, where this credit card go or whatever the case is. But the guests on my face would never know. You know what I mean? But the hotel industry in Hampton Inn uh, definitely taught me a lot. I actually went from having no experience at that hotel to then training, training three months later, training, the the lady that was replacing me because and they actually didn't want me to leave they were so freaking upset that i was leaving because i was so good at my job like literally after a week i was already on a shift by myself by myself and it, it really just because like it's just a fucking system that you just have to learn once you learn the systems and the fundamentals of it you can manipulate what you know to solve any problem hold up i think i just dropped a gym I think I did. I did. And that was the biggest thing, Jim, that I learned at hotels, to be honest, is the information that you know and that you already have can be manipulated to be able to solve the problem that you may be unfamiliar with. Bam. Bam. Now take that and think on it. Now let's move on uh, to Starbucks. Love Starbucks. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Outside of the like the one like gay manager that I had because everybody hated him and loved me. And I don't know why it was like battle of the gays up in there, but it was. Um, and um, and it was just because he was like a manager that thought that he was running some shit. And child, if you don't sit your ass down. I remember one time he tried to get me to do some petty ass tasks that he know damn well he was just trying to get me to do because he was being petty. I think it was like cleaning something. And I was like, no, no, no. You know what the fuck he did? Shut his ass up and walk to the back. Period. But um, but Starbucks. What did I learn from Starbucks? Ooh. Mm. Once again, systems, 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 systems. When I tell you Starbucks, I think systems in place. And I worked at Starbucks before they like had little tickets that got printed out and told you what the drink was. Like I worked at Starbucks when you had to write symbols and shit on the cup. And you had to pick up that cup, read the cup, and know exactly what the fuck they mean. Like, two shots of espresso, uh, soy milk, uh, caramel mo- macchiato. Bam. Just by reading a few symbols. And it would be like, the hotel industry taught me to think fast on my toes, took those skills right into Starbucks, look at a cup real quick, bam, know exactly what it is, start making that drink, making two or three drinks at one time. Four drinks at one time. If I was working the drive-thru, child, I was doing drive-thru and making drinks at the same time. Piece of cake. Piece of cake. Not hard. Really not hard. I mean, to me it was. To me it wasn't, but you know. Yeah, Starbucks definitely taught me a lot as well. And um, mainly systems, for sure. Systems, uh, customer service, loyalty, um, all of that. Brand aware, uh, like understanding a brand oh my gosh starbucks they got their branding to a t and they teach their employees their brand to a t and that was the beginning of never done branding okay that was the seed that has blossomed into a bush that will soon be a tree that will soon be an empire that will soon be a multi-mogul billion dollar company don't know where that came from, but there we go. <laughs> but um, their branding at Starbucks is phenomenal. Phenomenal. So it takes me to my next job, which was Fairfield. So actually, I did work at 
TGI Fridays actually before Fairfield, which TGI Fridays, you know, I was a server. So it just taught me about, you know, really that taught me about um, like good customer service, being able to wow somebody in an interview because literally after that interview, I like, and also each and every one of my interviews, I notice of what they enjoyed about me most. And I just emphasized on that in the next one. Really? So by the time I got the TGI Fridays, they hired my ass up on the spot. And they was bragging about me to all the other servers and things like that. It was like, you need to be like this guy that came in. You need to be like him. And I'm like, y'all don't even know me. I could be like a serial killer or something. And y'all talking about you need to be like him. No, we don't need any more Jeffrey Dahmers up in here. Okay. Oh, wait, I forgot. I'm black. <laughs> so, we, yeah, we don't do that. But anyways, um, but TGI Fridays uh, taught me really how to solve problems, how to handle problems, how to take care of customers, uh, you know, how to upsell because child, I ain't no shit about alcohol. I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember when my manager uh, in the stand-up meeting, he would be like, Nasir knows nothing about alcohol. How the hell does he have the highest alcohol sales out of all of y'all? And it was really just because I got two drinks that I felt like, you know, one drink was like for my ladies, you know, mm mm-hmm a fruity drink and then we got one for my fellas that's more of like a a stronger drink because you know <laughs> they like to feel masculine <laughs> so um i just learned those two drinks and just knew how to sell them i just learned how to sell them i just got you know adjectives that sound good you know what i mean the strawberry hennessy i was selling strawberry hennessy's like that motherfucker was water water free water from the spring outside that's how I was selling them <laughs> strawberry Hennessy's. And so it really taught me how to upsell, upsell, upsell. Like even, I, I, didn't, I wouldn't even ask them, did you want a, another drink? I would say, oh, I'm going to get you. Oh, I see you done with your strawberry Hennessy. I'm going to go get you another one. They're going to be like, oh, yes, thank you. Yeah, don't tell people. Uh, don't ask somebody what they want. Tell them what they need. And you need another strawberry Hennessy. Right now. Right now. <laughs> and so yeah that I, I, that was I'm very grateful for that job and it was also a culture shock to me too because it was my first time working with like all black people I think we had like two white people up in there um, but it was my first time working with all black people and let's just say it was an experience an experience like nothing before um, in a good way uh, you know there was you know bad times but the camaraderie the family that I, I really felt there and the acceptance from even like the straight guys um, was amazing. And like, I, I'm so appreciative of that place for sure. Cause it definitely, you know, it, they definitely, ha- that place held me down and one of my dark, darker times, definitely for sure. I just moved to Georgia. I was living with my shitty ass mom. Um, really cause she was the only person that I knew here. And I wanted to try to build, rebuild that relationship with her. Spoiler alert, that shit ain't work. Um, but the support and the family and the camaraderie that I got at that place at that time that I needed was everything, which leads me into Fairfield, which is another job that I'm so grateful for because they were around that same time. I stopped working at Fridays before, um, once the hotel opened because I was a part of the opening team, which that taught me a lot, which is different from working in a hotel at the front desk like I was at the Hampton was different because the opening team, we had to literally, I, I, I don't know if y'all know, but in the hotel industry, your hotel don't just pop up and everything's in there. You got team uh, workers like me that is in there literally making sure that Every single room has a trash can. Every single room has an alarm clock. Every single room has a certain amount of hangers. Every single room's bed is made the proper way. Every single room is dusted and clean. Like, we literally had to move all that stuff into the hotel, make sure all the rooms were good. Like, legit, I remember when we had to put skirts on, we went in, like, groups to, like, five, and would go to every single room on each floor. Every single room on each floor. Four people will lift the bed. One person will put the skirt on. Then four people will lift, uh, lay the bed back down. Next one, boom, lay it down. Next one, boom, checklist and everything. And once again, systems, 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 systems. And y'all don't understand how important systems are. Systems are the most important thing to the success of your business. And I'm going to do an episode 
on systems. And I mean, y'all hear a lot hearing this uh, within the ads and stuff like that of go higher level and what I use. So if y'all don't have y'all systems in place, you need to be downloading that CRM, which is also in the show notes of this episode. I absolutely lo- love go high level. And I'll do an episode later on, you know, diving more into systems and things like that, because they are very, very important. But that taught me systems of opening up a hotel. That taught me systems of, you know, running a front desk, running housekeeping, because I was able to work closely with the GM. Him and I were really good friends at that time. Same thing with the house. Actually, the whole staff. We were all so close because we were opening up a hotel together. We got trained directly from Marriott Corporate together. And like, even when um, I was training, my trainer went to my GM and said, you need to watch out for him. You need to watch out for him because he is going to be your best front desk agent. I can already tell. (laughs) She was was a psychic. She wasn't no psychic, but she just saw the stunningness in me. That's all. He interviewed me, hired me because he really, he actually, he said that I reminded him a lot of himself because he was one of the youngest, I think, GMs to work for Marriott. Um, And I, you know, I beat him, but that's besides the fact. Now he owns his own company of task force company and things like that. Peter is doing phenomenal. Uh, Still love that man to this day. He doesn't, he may not know it, but we, you know, we friends on LinkedIn and stuff. So he, he might hear the podcast, whatever. Uh, But he definitely had my back in some dark times too, because after I got kicked out from my mom, I didn't really have a place to go. And he was able to get me two free weeks at a hotel at the sister hotel um, until I got back on my feet. I actually only needed it for a week. Uh, but one my other friend that I was living with at that time, I was actually sleeping on her floor for like, I think like a month before she got evicted. Um, oh, child. I didn't know this episode was going to get this deep. <laughs> I'm over, I wanted to talk about jobs and I, I'm over here getting deep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Damn. But anyways, um, Fairfield definitely taught me a tremendous amount, uh, just taught me about uh, how to uh, be a leader. It taught me about how to run a hotel, like really run a hotel. Um, It taught me hierarchies in hotels um, when it comes to like the regionals and shit like that. And, you know, it, it was my start. I mean, it really wasn't my start. Hampton Inn was my start, but like, I felt like, Fairfield was like what propelled me to make me realize that like you have what it takes to be a GM if that's what you inspire to be, which I mean, I ended up getting to an assistant general manager, but I mean, which is basically does more work than GM sometimes depending on where you are, but that's besides the fact. Um, but I learned so much there and it it just, it it was amazing. It was definitely a great experience. And yes, it was a lot of dark times with around that time, but I always made the best of what I was going through. Always, always, always. Um, and I always found, Ooh, I always just found, you know, the good things to focus on, you know, and it just, yeah, that, 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 ooh, that time was a lot. It definitely was a lot. But uh, let's go into task force. <laughs> let's go into task force before I sit here and be boohoo crying. Because, child, once I start crying, I don't stop. Like, for instance, when I was in the play, uh, there was that scene where I got really emotional. I, like, I was real crying. Not, not fake crying, real crying. And I had to pause for a second before I really went into, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's what I'm talking like. I and I wouldn't have been able to get my words out, so I had to stop, pause, which actually helped with the acting part too, and it helped with the severity and the emotions of the impact of the scene. Check out it. Check it out in the show notes. Um, but yeah, I don't want to start crying here. But from Fairfield, I actually became a front office manager, uh, and then I actually started working at a Fairfield down actually one exit down to help their hotel because I actually got our scores to being some of the best scores for Fairfields. I think we were in like the top 10 uh, scored Fairfields for like a hot minute, like uh, quite some time. And it was because of me. Um, And so they really wanted that help down at the other hotel because they were struggling. Like they were in the red zone. Like if they came up red, I think like one or two more times they were losing their flag, which means like you can't be represented as a Marriott hotel at all. Like your ass got to go to 
you got to end up being a, what's, what's this pen? A, a pilot in. That's what you about to end up being. A pilot in. That's what they was going to be. Uh, so uh, within about six months, I actually raised their scores to being in green. Bitch, I ain't getting no raise for it. I got a little bit of acknowledgement from corporate. But after I know that shit, I was like, you know what? I'm good. But it also just taught me how to manage employees because um, that was my first like real job of like managing employees and, you know, doing schedules and, you know, uh, paperwork for HR and all that stuff. Uh, so it taught me a lot about management for sure. Uh, but then let's take it over to task force because then after that fair, um, after I worked there, I worked at a few more hotels. Uh, at that time I was, you know, really into modeling and I was going to New York fashion week and I was signed to a talent agency and stuff at that time. Um, but I started doing task force and my first assignment was actually in Colorado. That was the best fucking assignment ever. It was a privately owned resort by actually the founder of the Discovery Channel. He had like a whole car museum of exotic cars there and stuff. Like that resort was big, big money, big money. Um, And I was just like, shoot, like I really landed this job. Oh my God. And this is my first assignment. So task force is basically assignment based. So you're an independent consultant basically for a third party company and other hotels can hire you to come in and consult, um, their hotel on maybe what they can do better or also assist with the management team. And at that time I was assisting with the management team of the resort. Um, so I was helping in housekeeping. I was helping at the front desk, you know, so on and so forth. But that just, that taught me so much about like just different departments and how to manage people like, that are different from you because all of the employees there, this is crazy. And, uh, you know, very interesting, but they were all from different countries. They were all there on like work visas. Okay. And they were from Philippines, uh, Serbia, Dominican Republic, South Africa, like so many different places. And it taught me how to really just embrace people for who they are. And also just realize that like, there might be cultural differences, but we can always come to a happy medium and we can always work together to grow together. And that's exactly what that place uh, taught me. And it was just so amazing. I was so heartbroken, broken to leave, but um, it was such a great experience. I got, I got uh, a, a spa treatment. Um, I, I got to go on a horseback riding. I, oh, I got to um, go to this car museum. I wanted to go on the helicopter ride and stuff, but my last week that I was there and I was going to do more activities, this fucking company rented out the whole fucking resort. So when a company buys out the resort, you can't do activities because it's just for them. So it's, that was annoying, but that's besides the fact. My task force taught me so much, just adapting to different people because at that time I wasn't even 21 yet. I was actually, I think I was like 20, I think 19 just turned 20. I wasn't even 21 yet because I didn't become 21 until like, I think like a, a way, like quite a few assignments in because I didn't turn 21 until I went to like San Jose. And that was like a year and a half, I think after Colorado, even though, you know, I was in Colorado drinking it up, poet up, poet up, but it didn't matter. Cause you know, we were all, at the resort, we were all partying together, which was also another weird thing is that everybody that worked there also lived together too. So that was a, what I've also learned too about how to work and live with people. Um, but it was fun. But when I went to San Jose, I was definitely 21 for sure. Cause I went to like a few clubs and things like that with like the coworkers there, but it just taught me to adapt to different environments, adapt to different types of people, adapt to different systems and being able to really just observe and move accordingly. Observe, move accordingly. Observe and systemize. I would also go into these hotels to help problem solve. So I would observe and then put proper systems in place, fire who I need to fire, hire who I need to hire, and let's move accordingly. And so that taught me so freaking much. And the fact that I was doing that at 20, at 20, actually I was 19 when I really started. Um, I think that deserves a pat on the back for me. Um, and I had such a great time um, and <clears throat> it really showed me and proved to myself, not for anyone else, but for myself, that you can do whatever the fuck you put your mind to. Because uh, I didn't think that I was going to actually get hired as a task force consultant. Like it was just something that my um, 
uh, actually a task force consultant that was at my last hotel, the Fairfield, the shitty ass one that I was talking about. Um, she was like, you will be really good at task force. Sign up for task force, sign up for my company. Yada, yada, yada. And I ended up getting it, sent me out on an assignment and everything. I ended up working for three more task force companies after that. Um, so it was phenomenal. So now I have two more jobs and then we will be done. I know you're like, child, probably I did. I told y'all it was 27 jobs, but I'm not going to list them all here. Just the ones that make sense. Cause I also worked at H and M, you know, I learned a little something from there, but not enough to mention here. Uh, I worked at, um, where else? Other places too. Too much to remember. But uh, next one is assistant general manager for Marriott. So like I've said a million and a million times, and I'll say it again because it was a big accomplishment for me, is that I was the youngest assistant general manager to work for Marriott and the youngest manager, um, the youngest manager, period, um, to work in my franchise. So I was definitely very proud of that. And being an assistant general manager is different than being a front office manager or even a task force manager, because now you're managing the managers. So I had to manage the housekeeping manager along with the front office manager and manage the bartenders because I was the direct manager over the bar. Did y'all remember from what I said in the beginning when I worked at TGI Fridays? I know nothing, 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 nothing. I just was learning as I go. Yeah, I was I was just learning as I as I went. <laughs> Literally. Uh but I was stunning. I did a great job and I had a, a, an amazing bartender that helped me along the way um that I hired. <clears throat> she knew she knew what she was doing. I said, hi, on the spot. Cause she knew what she was doing. Uh, and I knew enough to be able to know that she knew what she was doing. Um, and she was very confident, very, that girl made money at that bar. I've learned, I learned a lot from her. Like in that whole hotel, I just learned so much. Like even my first hire, Pernell, I've talked about him on the podcast. I think on an episode with uh, Karen Clay Fenderson. So go check out that episode. I think the name of the episode is Raising Gen Z Greatness. Yeah, it is. Um, but I talked about how I learned a lot from him because he was uh, three times my age and I was his manager, you know? And so I, I he learned a lot from me. I learned a lot from him. We became like the best of buddies. Like I did anything for him that he needed. I did any, he did anything for me that I needed within reason, of course. Um, but he was definitely my right-hand man at that hotel. Even when my, like, uh, my stepmom's family came to visit, like her, um, her dad and mom, my grandparents, uh, came to visit. They actually stayed at the hotel. Cause I was like, why y'all can stay at my hotel for free. Come on. Um, he literally was just like praising me the whole time. And just, uh, it was, it was just nice to see that I was actually appreciated, even though I already knew that, but it was just nice to like, actually like see it in here. But it just taught me a lot about managing uh, managers and putting proper systems in place. It taught me about budgeting. Uh, it taught me about paying invoices, it taught me about managing invoices, it taught me about sales. Um, it taught me about, um, corporate, because I had now a closer relationship with corporate and necessities and, and uh, talking to corporate. Whereas a front office manager, you don't necessarily need to interact with corporate as much, but an assistant general manager, you definitely do. Um, learned about revenue calls, all that stuff. So me, assistant general manager really taught me the fundamentals of being a successful CEO. CEO, boss and CEO. Um, <laughs> if y'all don't know who that is on TikTok, y'all need to go look him up. He is so funny. Boss and CEO. Your bills have been affected. You should reach out to your bill collectors. <laughs> It's so funny. But anyways, it just taught me a lot about like the the fundamentals of actually running a business because people don't realize is that when you are a manager of a hotel, especially an assistant general manager, you are the business owner of that hotel. You're you are responsible for your budget. You are responsible for your marketing. You are responsible for your employees. You are responsible for ordering. You are responsible for getting the bills paid. Invoices. I mean, yes, corporate that actually cuts the check, but you're the one that got to process for the check to be cut. You know what I mean? So it just it taught me a lot. 
And the last one, because I know we've been here for quite a bit, and I appreciate you for listening for this long. Stunning. Um, but leasing. Leasing, leasing, leasing. I leased apartments. And that made me realize that I would be a stunning real estate agent. Because if I was able to sell those mediocre but labeled luxury, hotel, uh, luxury apartments, I could sell me a house. Okay? I can sell a house. Uh, and I was... I was I would have like 15 files at once where my coworker would have like one or two. And I'm like, girl, what the fuck are you doing? Sleeping, sleeping like girl, come on. And the crazy thing was, is that I was brand new into leasing and she was actually a vet in leasing and I was turning it out and she was giving us a, a kickball change. I'm over here doing a Tom Bay, powder beret, Gleeside, Grandjate split into the dip. And she giving us a patty cake, patty, Girl, step it up. Step it up. But leasing just taught me about how to run an office. Um, it taught me about filing paperwork, multitasking. Because, yes, I had to multitask in those other jobs. But multitasking and leasing was a mess. And actually, what I'm, I'm going to do a story about my hospitality story. Like, I'm going to do an episode about my hospitality stories. Because I've saved my hotels from drowning. Yes. One of my hotels, like, literally, somebody, one of my employees, like, broke the urinal and it was shooting out water violently and I like went into like alert 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 and like it was crazy um shoot I, I've done some crazy stuff on my task force trips so I'm, I might do a story time one day um about my hospitality full career but we'll save that for another episode but in leasing definitely learned about how to manage an office how to really sell for sure, selling, 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 how to manage paperwork, how to multitask, all of those things. So you guys, I appreciate you so much for being here. I know this was definitely quite a bit of an episode, but I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got to learn a little bit more about me and also how you can just really look at your job, not just as a job, but how can I learn from this uh, to become a better entrepreneur, a better boss and CEO? (laughs) and be a brand for yourself. You know what I mean? And so I appreciate you so much for being a loyal listener of the podcast. If you have not already, make sure you give the podcast a follow wherever you listen to the podcast. Please, 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 please. I'm begging you. And also leave a review because this helps us get found by more people. And I think that I deserve to be heard by more people. I really do. Because I'm giving you value. I'm not just giving you bullshit. I'm giving you value. And you don't want to be stingy now, do you? So the way that you help us do that is by following us wherever you listen to your podcast and also leaving us five stars and a review. So I appreciate you so much for listening to the podcast. And remember, my name is Nasir. And of course, I'm never done branding. And neither should you. I'll see you in the next one. (laughs) Oh, child, I'm a mess. I just want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you made it this far, you're stunning. (laughs) I hope you really got some value to take away, to apply to your business and or life. But don't forget to leave us a review because I would love to hear your thoughts on the show. But also, you may just end up being my next community spotlight where I spotlight you here on the podcast along with my social media platforms. And lastly, don't forget to share this with your friends and family so that they can also get in on the value. Thank you again, and I'll see you in the next one.